everybody, be cool, this is a robbery! Any of you fucking pricks move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you! <laughs> difficulties today i i declare it i hope and I if i put like... it out in the ether it, it'll happen <laughs> i feel like my video is going to be in and out so it is yeah. out it was it's fine it's fine <laughs> um do you just see like my icon yep when? okay your icon over like um like a screensaver that looks like a sunset okay. <laughs> it's like blue and orange Every time I like look at my uh, uh, my icon, I'm like, oh, I forgot I took that on a bus because I was like in the <laughs> middle of making a Skype call on Trailways. I think my icon is still like the default picture of a penguin. <laughs> I think it's been that for like years. I don't know if they have that anymore. For me, it's just the MW. Oh, okay. So. That's at least you know it's me. Yeah. Like I'm, like I'm not a penguin. Penguin. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh, here let's <laughs> let's do intro. <laughs> I'm James Crowley. I'm Marissa Winkowski. From Burger. And Day. we're gonna talk about uh we. Here's the the intro to this podcast, I think, is that I think the way this came about was that you're kind of a music guy and I'm kind of a movie guy. <laughs> and we kind of thought it would be good to combine those two things and talk, and talk about stuff that relates to both. Am I right? Yeah. We don't have, we don't have like a clever, like, uh, you know, we're here. We need like we need like a pun or something. I, yeah, <laughs> like some I, I feel like Ira something. Glass kind of has the best one, where he's just like, "I'm Ira Glass, and this is this American life." Well, my name my name isn't as cool as Ira Glass. My I don't mother. think. I I if it was, then we could just do that. <laughs> we do, we we don't have like a catchy like intense sounding name either, though. We're not like the. This is American. This American life. Welcome to this. Maybe American life. that's it. I mean, I think maybe whoever's listening can give us some ideas for puns um, and titles. My friend that subscribes that was like, "You guys don't introduce yourselves." She's gonna be like, "You know, I think you guys are good." Now she's gonna be like, "I, I like <laughs> it now." That's enough. <laughs> um. Um, so Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um. What is your, your relationship to this movie? Um, like a lot of, um, young straight white males, uh, for a time, this was my favorite movie ever. Did you have the Uma Thurman poster on your (sighs) dorm wall? I don't know if I actually had (laughs) an Uma Thurman poster. I think I had, I think I had, like, a small little like postcard sized picture of um, John Travolta and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I think it's like the the rule of straight white film. Especially, <laughs> I went to film school, so like whenever so you I saw would, a lot of Pulp Fiction posters. I saw a, the same Pulp Fiction poster though, and it was Uma Thurman smoking a cigarette. The same. It was like that paired with like. Um, like that picture of the guy with the college shirt, like it's just they always have the same po- oh, or the Pink uh, Floyd poster from Animal House. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's 
like the golden three standard uh, uh, white boy college dorm room posters. Um, if I didn't have a Pulp Fiction poster, I know there was a time that I had a Reservoir Dogs poster. Um, That's, that counts. That's yeah, part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, because... Reservoir Dogs, like, well, there was a time that Pulp Fiction was my favorite movie, like, ever. Reservoir Dogs is my favorite movie ever. Currently? Like, cur- like for the past five years. Okay. So, um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I watched Pulp Fiction when I was, like, 17. I was a senior in high school, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm gonna go to SUNY New Paltz, and I gotta be hip to all the cool movies people watch i just started listening to radiohead uh and i saw pulp fiction and i was like oh you know this is this is really cool and i kind of like i my appreciation of it is like uh i like it because i could kind of just be like uh oh you know i like it because it is just a good movie there's like no rhyme or reason to it um yeah but i also kind of feel like that's like a stupid i feel like that's sort of a vacuous answer to just be like i like it because it's good no i i think that's a good answer for this particular movie though because i feel like a whole point of it is like there's no point to it like a lot of like really um uh, inconsequential things are made a big deal and vice versa yeah. and serious things are like played for laughs. Yeah. Um, so I get, I feel like the whole point of this movie is like nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Um, and like, it's sort of, it's the type of movie I feel like I would normally tell people I wouldn't like, like, uh, I feel mean? like, I feel like if someone like, if uh, out of the blue, someone just like told me, the plot to Pulp Fiction on paper, I wouldn't like it. It's it's not a movie you can put on paper. Right. It's hard. Yeah. I actually the first time I saw this, I <laughs> I saw it out of order, which is funny because it's in out of order. Um, so did you in see high it school? In order? Like, no, it was in in like I think I was like fifteen or sixteen, and my my pals were watching this. And I came late to their house, and I came, like, two-thirds of the way in. And I was like, what's happening? And they were like, we don't know. <laughs> and, then I, and then I watched the rest of it on my That's own. A, it's a tough movie to explain, like, if you come in halfway yeah. to just be like, all right, cool, something's happening. And, and I was like, is it okay that I, like, missed this part? And they were like, yeah, it does nothing matters. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's very, it's a good movie. Like, it's just a good movie. It's probably one of the better movies of the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, At least in terms of, like, the big ones. Um, what, it, it, you kind of touch on it a little bit, but going into it, what is your relationship with Pulp Fiction? Here's my, my thing with Pulp Fiction is I it's one of those movies that I know is good and I like it, but it isn't even close to my favorite Tarantino movie. And yeah. when I tell people this, they're like, what's wrong with you? And I think the reason for that is, one, maybe like I... I had, like, an aversion to it because people were so, like, into it. I was like, it's not that great. Like, it is good. Yeah. But, um, but I, what I like about Tarantino, Tarantino's not, like, my favorite director, but what I appreciate about him is that he's really good at making, like, gratuitous fun. Like, just yeah. absurd, insane fun. And I don't think Pulp Fiction is anywhere near as fun as, like, Kill Bill. <laughs> I enjoy, like... I think Pulp Fiction might be the better movie, but Kill Bill is more fun for I me. I actually haven't seen Kill Bill, so it's fun. It's fun. No one, <laughs> everyone, like no one seems to agree with me, but like I think even Death Proof. I think Death Proof I love is more Death fun Proof. than Pulp Fiction. Um, I I have, I love it. Um, um, Inglorious Bastards is more fun than Pulp Fiction. Like, I'm not saying I'm always looking for fun in every movie I watch, but with Tarantino, he's really good at dumb fun. Yeah. And, like, and like just pure chaos. And I think Pulp 
fiction isn't anywhere near <laughs> some of the most fun I've had watching a Tarantino movie. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, because even, even something like Django, where, like, yeah. Django has a heavy subject matter, and it, you know, it's... It is sort of a political film, but it's also one of those movies that you could just kind of sit there and be like, ah, oh, this is fun. I hate fucking, uh, I hate, uh, I love hating Leo or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really rooting for Django or uh, Christoph Waltz. And Yeah, and I think part of like what makes the more recent Tarantino films so like enjoyable is, like, even if they have their problems, it's, like, he had, I don't know why, I, there's probably some studies on this that I haven't, like, looked into, but uh, so many of his movies are, like, about, like, reclaiming or, like, getting revenge on an unfair yeah. history, but it's a history that wasn't his. Yeah. So, like, Inglorious Bastards was, like, Jews getting revenge on Hitler, Hitler. and slaves getting revenge on, uh, on slave masters. And it's, like, why? I mean, that's awesome. Like, it's so, it's kind of like rewriting history in, like, a really dumb, ridiculous yeah. way. But, but like, why is why is he so attracted to this? I'm not sure. Well, it's one of those things where, like, also where people, like, talk about Tarantino's gratuitous use of the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> where it, it's sort of like, I think Tarantino really wishes he was from an oppressed people he absolutely does that's true he there tarantino is one of those auteurs that's so easy to read if you just yeah. watch his movies he's um, a foot fetishist and he wishes he was black they're the two main <laughs> things about tarantino that i know um yeah yeah no that's true <laughs> Um, and, like, people, you know, arguing whether or not he's an ally, like, I don't know. <laughs> I truly don't know. Well, that's, I, that's, I don't even want to, like, I don't know. I feel like Tarantino sees himself as an ally, but it's also yeah. one of those things where, like, it's sort of like, you, you know, Quentin, you use <laughs> the N-word gratuitously. Where, like, it's, it's like, why do you want to say it that badly? Yeah, like, where, like, in, like you don't have, it's not pertinent to this scene. Right. In Django, it works because it's yeah. the racist South. Context. But, like, in Pulp Fiction, you know, one of my favorite scenes is when Tarantino himself is in the kitchen playing Jimmy and he's like, you know, I don't, I don't care about my coffee. My concern is the the dead n-word in my yard and i'm like it's like he wanted to say that so bad that he wrote himself a part where he could say that yeah <laughs> like that's there's some i uh, like why why Even, do you want to um, say it so badly uh so this was a case where i didn't rewatch the movie because i feel like i've watched it enough times but I was listening to a lot of podcasts going into this, and someone pointed out, like, even the drug dealer scene, like, he throws in a, am I a... And, like, that was the other part Tarantino wanted for himself. Like, I think Tarantino loves blaxploitation movies, like, a lot. He draws a lot of inspiration from them, and that's fine. But I think he loves them so much because he wants to like be a protagonist in a black exploitation yeah. movie. Maybe I don't know, I, or an antagonist. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He, I think he wants to be an ally really badly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't. I have like mixed feelings about him. I, there, um, there are a lot of like smarter people who've written about like whether or not Tarantino is a is a strong ally or just like a complete idiot who doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe he's both. I don't know. I I, I feel like his heart kind of is in the right place. I I want to think it is. But I think it is. Yeah. He, 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 he just doesn't totally know what he's doing. He's like kind of a dumbass, but he's yeah. also really smart. <laughs> I don't know. And I think that kind of like, I feel like, mm-hmm. I think that kind of, like, works to his credit a little bit, where, 
something like Pulp Fiction, where uh, this is like a a uh, what's it called? like this is a sort of broy movie. You know, frat boys love it, and like you know, it's one of those things where like you see a lot of frat boys that like will kind of be like, no, homophobia sucks, and racism is bad, and then, you know, they'll kind of do problematic things, and I think that that's kind of where Tarantino is. Yeah, like, I I think a root of so many of Tarantino's movies is problematic, even if they're well-meaning. Um, but I, maybe that's why, like, I'm more drawn to something like Kill Bill, because, like, yeah. I like the female-led ones, because we don't get a lot of those, yeah. of, like, completely female-led, like, gratuitous violence and, like, <laughs> dark comedy. We don't get that many of those that are, like, good and well-made with, like, a budget. Um, I, I still need to watch Kill Bill. I, like... You do. You need to watch Kill Bill. <laughs> like, saying, like, you're like, not going to think it's better than Pulp Fiction, because no one thinks it's better than Pulp Fiction <laughs> except me. It's um, just me. The only reason I haven't watched Kill Bill is because I want to do it all in one sitting. And, like... Like, part one and part two? Yeah. Okay. But, like, that's... So hard. you need to set aside a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> I that. need, like, a day. Maybe I'll do that later today. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and I think one of the podcasts I was listening to was uh, the Bechdel cast, where they were talking about, like, the role of women in Pulp Fiction, where they were saying, like, you know, he's, like, this was, like, his first inkling that, like, maybe he should include women. Um, yeah. And, like... And once he, once he did, he did it okay, I think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I I I, th- I think Mia uh, Mia is one of the most fun, interesting characters in the movie. In the movie, yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's she's fun. I think that's so much to Uma Thurman's credit. Like, yeah. I think Uma Thurman's in Kill Bill too, and like he he uses her very well. Like, yeah. she he really plays to her strengths. I think. Um, but yeah, I think the the other films in his filmography, like, really di- I think he, maybe he saw, like, Uma Thurman as, as Mia Wallace and thought, like, I could, like, continue with something like this and, like, really dive headfirst into it. And I think that he did that fairly well. Yeah. Even if, you know, there were a lot of shots of feet and the yeah. asses. <laughs> um, a lot of things that maybe weren't necessary, but, like, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. To be fair, female-led action comedy, it's good. I I think the first foot shot is actually, even though it is, you know, Tarantino's foot fetish at work, he it, it is kind of well thought out in that case where, um, like the first conversation they have about Mia is her getting a foot massage, so that's the first yeah. thing we see. Mm-hmm. Even before we like meet her. Yeah. It's it's about her feet. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, he's not subtle at all. <laughs> um he's <is> later, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got it all out in the open right away. I guess so. <laughs> um uh, there's so much there's so much here to unpack and <laughs> To unpack a, a suitcase, if you will, um, full of light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> or what was the the theory? It's, it's his soul. It's his soul. Yeah. His soul is. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it that, go that far. I, I I do like that theory just because it kind of speaks to the, the the Marilyn Manson child. Antichrist mm-hmm. wannabe deep in my soul. <laughs> Your soul is in the six 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 suitcase yes. the whole time. Um, um, I had an epiphany while doing research. Uh, mm-hmm. uh for this, um, which was uh, I'm not really proud to admit, uh. I didn't realize uh, the first time 
I uh, watched this that uh, she accidentally snorts his heroin thinking it's cocaine. Yeah. Oh, you didn't catch that part? <laughs> well, That's why she almost died. Right. Well, I, I just kind of thought, like, oh, she, she just overdoses. Oh. And yeah. then someone, I, like, heard someone say, uh, oh, uh, you know, she takes his heroin thinking it's cocaine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not well-versed in cocaine, per se, but I don't, I guess, I feel like if you took too much cocaine, I'm not sure if you would die that fast. (laughs) I don't know how it works. Doctor, at me. (laughs) Let me know what I'm saying. Um, But yeah, so, that was one of those things where uh, I, like... I was like listening to a podcast and someone pointed it out and I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. What makes more sense? I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Her overdosing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm just cutting in here really quick to ask you, do you want to have good taste? If so, then we have the podcast for you. The new podcast, Good Taste, features hosts Jacob and Taylor as your pod docents, discussing their favorite parts of culture, ranging from TV, music, and movies to sports, apps, and food. They also discuss listener suggestions and go over the hottest news in pop culture. The show is guaranteed to make you the coolest person at the office. Listen in every other Friday wherever podcasts are found. Get Good Taste now. I I, I guess also when I was... Even when I was 17, I was a fucking idiot. I think that's my big takeaway, <laughs> is that I I wasn't picking up on things. I didn't realize that they were smoking weed in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's fair to not realize that. It could yeah. be cigarettes. I think I had to, like, watch it on, like, an HDTV, and then I'm like, oh, their eyes are red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many layers. Gotta yeah. gotta watch it again. <laughs> Notice the details. All the drug stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What, what about was... the soundtrack? Um. Yeah. So it is a super famous soundtrack. Um. Yeah. But one of the things I realized, kind of thinking about it more, is a lot of like the iconic song work is, like, within, like, the first half of the movie. Yeah, I, I realized, I rewatched it uh, before this, and I I realized it's a really strong soundtrack, but, like, it's very not musical, <laughs> like, for the latter half of it. Like, they really, like, pour it all in at once, I think. Yeah. Because um, it starts off with, you know, the intro song is the Dickdale uh, surf rock thing going into uh, yeah uh, the Cool and the Gang song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I think the last real, like, music moment that, like, really gets, like, remembered is when... Um, Uma Thurman is dancing to uh, "Girl, You'll Be Girl. a Woman." Yeah, is that the last one? I think you're right, and um, that's like pretty early on, isn't it? Yeah i I had a little bit of an epiphany where, uh, in the uh, in the rape scene, <laughs> that <laughs> ends up getting talked about a little bit, like musically, <laughs> um, but. I don't think it's as memorable as for its soundtrack. Um, yeah. I, actually, we could come back to that. The rape scene doesn't get a lot of, uh, doesn't get spoken about a lot. <laughs> People don't want to talk about it. I think um, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Let's just pretend that scene didn't happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although I did read that, um, Tarantino wanted to use um, My Sharona by The Knack in that scene instead of whatever song was playing. Um, 
that I don't know I don't know if that would be like a really bad decision or like I don't know I could I could see that I could see him doing that <laughs> I watched someone uh cut it with that and it like made me think of um a little bit uh Clockwork Orange where um Alex starts singing singing in the rain during, yeah. during that rape scene and the reason for that, like, like using a popular song during a rape scene is the, the fucked up, yeah. like, power control of, like, you're gonna hear this song again, and every time you hear the song, you're gonna think of this. Yeah. Like, that, I, maybe, maybe if you used, like, a more uh, well-known song, like My Sharona, like, it would have been uh, maybe a little too much, like, the singing in the rain scene. Yeah, because... Now I can't I don't know. hear singing in the rain without <laughs> without thinking of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked. It yeah. worked. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, um, exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Um uh I had read that uh he ended up he cut it out because some other movie used uh my Sharona in some scene. I don't remember what. Or, okay. But it says a lot for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the first half with the music is really solid. It is, and it's um, it's so clear that like Tarantino loves that era in general, not yeah. just the music, like just the aesthetic. Yeah. Um. And it's it's good music, except I don't like that song by Al Green, Let's Stay Together, because I've heard it so many fucking times working retail. It was like, what the... I'm, retail has ruined a lot of, like, solid music. songs for me. Um, what's... Wait, what scene is the Al Green song in? It's uh, where they're, like, sitting... It's, like, what, the least memorable scene, where they're, like, sitting at uh, the bar and... Right, 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 yes. yeah. Um, it's like, it's like a, you know, it's a dialogue scene and the, yeah. the let's stay together is playing in the background and that song just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I, it's not, it's not a bad song. It's a, probably a great song, but I will never hear it again without thinking of like sweeping floors <laughs> and hearing it over and over Stopping and over. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that that's int- uh, that's interesting because like that, uh, you, I needed to be reminded, and I knew the scene once you said it. But I I kind of feel like that's the one exception where every song in Pulp Fiction I kind of think of as a song from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I think it successfully like took in all these songs yeah. and branded it as this movie's songs. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that is a lot of what Tarantino does in all his movies where he's like, Oh, I'm going to throw in, you know, some song you've never heard or some song you don't really think mm-hmm. about. And then it'll be a Tarantino song. Yeah. I guess that's a testament to, like, how good he is at making, like, iconic images and <laughs> sounds. Um, that's hard to do, to, like, take a song that somebody else wrote and make it yours. Yeah. Just by, like, pairing it with something memorable. Yeah. Because even, like, uh, the Link Ray song that's playing in Jack Rabbit's Slims. Um, mm-hmm. y- like, I've heard that a hundred times, but... Once someone was like, oh, that's the song in the restaurant at Pulp Fiction. I was like, oh. Yeah. And now I can't hear that without imagining. Like, even, it even goes um, the other way, where, do you remember from, like, two years ago, that Fallout Boy song, Uma Thurman? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No one, no one, like, remembers that song for some reason, but, um. It's, As a Fallout Boy fan, of, I try to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, they they kind of use that like surf rock riff from Pulp yeah. Fiction, 
they say they do, but it's like not the surf rock rip from it's like not the same one. Right. It's not a sample. It's like inspired by it. But but because it's like surf rock and sounds vaguely like the pulp fiction theme, it's thought of as the pulp fiction. Oh right. Theme. And then they were like, Oh, we're you know gonna I mean? throw stuff in about Uma Thurman. Yeah. yeah. So I mean lyrically that song like doesn't make sense. I don't get it. But like I mean, it, it's like verbal uh, uh it's like verbal diarrhea. Yeah. And then they just throw in the, she wants to dance like Uma Thurman. It's, it's that song. Uh, I guess that song is just about the aesthetic. It's about yeah. the, the idea of those words. I don't, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. They kind of throw it all in, but it's like, it's like not the Pulp Fiction theme. I think right. it's the Munsters theme. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it is right. Yeah. Which is similar, but not the same. <laughs> And then Panic at the Disco did the same thing, like, a year later. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know what song they sampled, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I guess that's more of a testament to Fall Out Boy, in that sense. But, (laughs) um... But, yeah, it's... I I think that, like... Even though it is sort of easy to rag on... Pulp Fiction because it is it's like it's like a Stairway to Heaven sort of movie mm-hmm. where like everyone knows it you know you can't really complain about it yeah um, but like it's also easy to be like oh of course you know if someone said like oh I really like Pulp Fiction you would say oh of course you do of course you do <laughs> there um it's like the I think there's like a a list of like four or five movies that like the the film bros love. Like it's it's like Citizen Kane, Pulp Fiction, um uh and uh what what is it? Fight Club. Fight Club <laughs> You knew. It was Fight Club. Well because around the time um, I first saw Pulp Fiction, I also first saw Fight Club. Um, yeah, they, which, they, which they my second are a duo. Movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like a. I don't know. It's a. It is a good movie, but like. You never want to be the person to say, like, I really like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you're not going to sound like an original yeah. person if you... But, like, it's fine. You can like Pulp Fiction. I mean, on the other hand, you don't want to be the guy who says, I don't like Pulp Fiction, because then, like, they come for you. <laughs> They'll find you. Um, Whoever they are. Funny enough, on one of the podcasts I listened to, um, one of the people discussing Pulp Fiction was like, yeah, uh... This is a really good, great movie, um, but it's not Tarantino's best, in my opinion. So I agree. <laughs> um, me too. Except I, my favorite is Reservoir Dogs. So um, I don't think Reservoir Dogs is the best, but I I appreciate it a lot. Like I I think it's underrated um, the, in terms of like Tarantino fare. Probably. They're all, like, good for their own reasons. The only Tarantino yeah. I don't like is um, Jackie Brown. Really? I love Jackie Brown. That's one of the ones that, um, in, in like, my film classes, a lot of people... I remember in one of my classes, somebody said, like, Jackie Brown is better than Pulp Fiction, and five people turned around, and they were like, thank you! You're right! <laughs> I don't... Like, I don't know... Um, if I agree, but like, but I think that's funny, but it's like they were holding their unpopular opinion in for so long, waiting for someone to bite the bullet. But like a lot of people forget about Jackie Brown. Uh, I think that might... they don't like it. They just don't think about it. Yeah. That might be the reason why it's my least favorite, just because it's not, it doesn't have the same sort of like iconic scenes that every other Tarantino movie has. Yeah, it's it's not it's not as immediately memorable, I guess. Yeah, I get that. It's not like because even like besides Kill Bill, the only other mm-hmm. Tarantino I haven't seen is uh, Hateful Eight, 
but like I haven't seen it either. I've been I've been trying, but I always get interrupted. It's the most recent one I haven't seen. I like start it late at night, and then I'm like, I don't really want. I'm not in the mood for this. It's midnight. It's long. It's it's a. I guess it's a watching a Tarantino movie is like a decision to stay in for the night and watch. But like even like. Something something like Pulp Fiction, like, I'll watch Pulp Fiction, and, like, I'm, like, riled up afterwards. I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of untimely when we're talking about this, because I feel like this whole week I've kind of been, like, guns are bad. Um, <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> but, but then I watch Pulp Fiction, and I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, let's go, you know, like. Yeah, it's. It's so bizarre, like, how how much I can, like, watch something like this and and feel like, like, oh, yeah, this is awesome, but then, like, get back to reality and be very scared for the yeah. state of our country. Um, like, this, this, even, like, um, actually, Tarantino, I'm, I'm glad he acknowledged this and he gave like kind of a real apology and, and not like a dumb apology. Like, sorry, I got caught. Um, but recently hear about this interview came out about that Tarantino gave like years ago in like 2003 or four, um, where he defends Roman Polanski and says that like the girl, the 13 year old girl that he, assaulted wanted it right and tarantino gave like an apology and he said like he acknowledged why what he said was wrong and awful um which is good i don't want to give him too much credit you know because it's right, still yeah. a horrible thing to say and like he's still like such a he's such a dumbass in some ways but like i i i'm glad that like he has acknowledged his wrongdoing and didn't try to defend himself or say like it was a different time he said like that was wrong and i was wrong and i sincerely apologize and like that doesn't make up for anything but you know something yeah so he's he's i have mixed feelings about quentin tarantino as a person well there was also the thing that came out recently where um uma thurman said something about him yeah, and that he made her do her own stunt. Um, right. And she got permanent injuries, I think. Oh, hold on, I'm going to do a little Google. Cause that was I a- think um, he... It sounds like what I read about it was they, like, reconciled, but it took a long time, and, like, understandably so, because, like, you can't force someone to do their own stunt and then have them get injured and have it not be your fault. Like, it's your fault. (laughs) But, um... But I don't... I don't know. I I think he's, he's also one of the directors that, like, is all about the art and doesn't care about putting actors' well-being first, um, which is a lot of very prolific directors like to torture their actors. Um, And I'm not saying it's okay. I think it's not okay. (laughs) But it's like a thing. It's a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... Because I also feel like he kind of defended Weinstein in something. Oh, yeah. He totally did, didn't he? Um, I'm trying (laughs) to the quote. I forgot about that, too. Like... Ugh, he's such a he's so complicated. <laughs> I don't I don't care for him as a human. I think he's an interesting artist, um, and he's definitely like interesting to study. And I like a lot of his films, but he he says and does things that are questionable. Yeah. Um, it, he he's the type of person that I feel like. If accusations come out against him, they're not going to be a shock. No, not at all. Um, In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if accusations um, have come out against him. We just don't know about them yet. Like I, I mean, I feel. I guess that's a that's like a thing with directors. Is uh, I don't trust any directors. I I have, I'm I love films. And I love studying directors, and I love auteurism, but, like, 
I will never call a director my hero because I feel like it's so uh, possible that any one of them like tortured or um, sexually harassed everyone they worked with because that's like just something that keeps happening. Yeah, it's like these crazy artists in like a position of power. Um, like even like there are films that I absolutely loved and that were directed by awful human beings. <laughs> and that, that's, I, so when I find a director that like hasn't been accused of anything, I'm like, wait, just wait. We'll see. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Um... Something's going to happen. I don't know. Hopefully not. I'm hoping times are changing. Yeah. And hopefully somewhere down the line, we'll have no directors that have been <laughs> sexually assaulted. Ho- hopefully. Might take a few years, but um... that's the dream. I have a friend that, um, she's always kind of said, um, you know, cause I asked her, you know, prior to any of this happening, I said, well, like if you, if something is viewed as important, how would you watch it? Even if the person, uh, was accused of, uh, sexual assault or you know some something terrible mm-hmm. and she said well i'll illegally download it <laughs> that's that's a good answer like i this is something i've been thinking about that like i don't i don't want to every time someone's accused of something i don't re- want to write off their entire body of work because filmmaking is so collaborative and it would be such a shame if like um a a really good and important creator who worked with Tarantino, like they're not Tarantino, but like any director who was like accused of something or did a stupid thing. Like I think good and bad can come out of this. Like someone pointed out uh, to me recently that, um, cause Aziz Ansari was accused of stuff, but his show, um, one like really important episode was like written by a queer woman of color, Lena Waithe. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but like it would be really sad if like something Aziz Ansari did like completely erased her contribution to the show. And I feel like people got to remember that because it's not directors by themselves or writers yeah. by themselves. It's like a lot of people. Um, Tarantino's editor does get a lot of credit. Now I forget her name, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, oh, you're right. I forgot her name, too. (laughs) No, yeah, and I get where you're... uh, I I understand all that, too. Um, Mm -hmm. I do... I feel like... I feel like that might be more a product of the medium. Um, Yeah. Because, like... Sally Menke, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With something like music, where... um, when uh, the sexual abuse allegations came out against uh, the guy from Brand New, people said, well, like, Brand New isn't just him, they're a band, and they're a collaborative force, and, you know, we can punish him, but why would we punish the whole band? And I'm like, well, he he wrote the songs. (laughs) You know, even though he's not the only member of the band, like, they can't can't kick him out. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's like, it, like, I think it's something that has to be acknowledged, but you also have to look at, like, yeah. just every factor in, um, in the creative process, and, like, then you can decide, like, whether or not this thing is, uh, worth keeping. But also, like, I think you would be, I mean, this is, like, really sad, but if you just, like, stop talking about every filmmaker who... Um, did a bad thing that would like erase a big chunk of history in film yeah. studies, which is which sucks, and I hate that. That's like a system we've excused, but like it's the world. So, it, and I think you should also like, in general, my philosophy is don't study anyone from the point of view of a fan. Yeah. Like if you're gonna look at someone from an academic standpoint and like really analyze their work don't look at it from the perspective of an academic not a fan of their work like you can have your opinions but like separate them yeah and i think that's fine like i i think you can analyze woody allen's work and it's fascinating and you don't have to like it and you don't have to like him in fact i hate him (laughs) he's like (laughs) 
the worst. But um, but I think like it's still he he's still like a part of film history that like if you erased him, that would be kind of like erasing um a big chunk of important stuff that happened. You know, I yeah. like. I don't know. I, and I think it, it should be remembered and acknowledged that he did terrible things, but also acknowledged that, like, what his films did. Um, yeah, and I hate, I hate being that guy who says this, um, of, like, like, oh, but they were good artists. Separate art from the artists. But, like, I think it, it, it totally depends on the situation, and I think right. you gotta consider a lot of factors. Well, it's one of those things where, like, you need to think about, like, uh, there's a uh, I was uh, doing a comedy show recently and uh, it wasn't that recent it was around the time the Louis CK accusations came out and mm-hmm. a woman got up and she said you know it's one of those things where a lot of comics make a lot of jokes about Bill Cosby because we're a lot younger than Bill Cosby and we're kind of removed from his work where you're going to see a lot of comics get up here and make jokes about Louis C.K. while they're totally biting his style. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Because with something like... uh, Now I'm blanking on the name of the movie. Something like Annie Hall, which is incredibly Mm -hmm. influential, and like everyone knows it, and a lot of filmmakers borrow from it. Yeah. Like, you can't deny that the influence is there. It's just a matter, I think, of saying, like, yes, this person is influential, but they're also a bad person. Yeah, and Woody Allen might be the worst yeah. of all of them. <laughs> of all the people, he, he married his daughter. Like, nothing matters. <laughs> but, um, but, uh... I, I think, like, because he's just made so many influential films, I'm not saying we should excuse his actions um, or say that his films are perfect, because I don't know if they are, but um, you can, like, acknowledge them and, like, analyze them from a standpoint of someone who isn't, like, a fan of his and will, like... Uh, I don't think anyone is beyond criticism, even if they haven't been accused of anything. No one's beyond criticism. Yeah. So I, I think... I think people should just look at it that way and study it like like an academic. Yeah, and... Uh, if you're I, doing that. And I also think if you're someone that, like, wants to make movies, you should watch it and say, well, this is really successful. Why do people like this? Um, yeah, I think also, like, studying why people like something isn't the same thing as liking it. Like, yeah. I think it's that's, like, a whole other... Thing of like you could study like the history of a fan base and like really understand like where the world was at the time and like what the mindset was and I think that's interesting um that doesn't mean you have to like it yeah uh I don't know I saw a listicle that um I think Chuck Polinick shared it um <laughs> where he said it, it was like reasons why someone should read reasons why uh, authors should read Twilight or it was either Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey and it just said like you know you might think it sucks but people like it there's something to be learned there I think you can I also think you can learn about a lot about people by studying like the art that was popular at the time Yeah, like I think that's just that's just true even if it's not you know, what you would consider good or unproblematic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I think it's, like, a really good way to study history is to just study art yeah. that was made and, and art that was popular. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's collaborative. I think it's, it's just worth looking at from that point. Yeah. So, um... God... I, we went on such a long. We went on such a tangent. Tangent uh, from there, I'm, which I think is fair, also just because there's not a lot, like there's little that can be said about Pulp Fiction that hasn't been said before. 
that like the, the the think pieces that you could probably find with a quick Google. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of them about Pulp Fiction. Um. But um, but I think I think it's like uh, just like, I guess what we've done is like it's a good place to start with like talking about Tarantino as a as a guy yeah. or as an artist, because um, this is his most this is his most loved film I yeah. guess right like this is the one that people point to as his best work yeah um, yeah uh, it's even if it's even if it's not always necessarily acknowledged as his best work it is easily the most popular oh yeah for sure um like like you said you go into college dorm rooms you know everywhere (laughs) and you know you you walk into a random dude's dorm there's a pretty good chance he's got a pulp fiction poster and there's a good chance he bought that Pulp Fiction poster on campus by a at, guy selling it at a table. At the campus poster uh, <laughs> sale. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have the bad motherfucker I, wallet. Um, the what? I have the bad motherfucker wallet. You do? Uh, hold on. I'll <laughs> That's, it's, it's such a, like... Oh, my God. I've seen that wallet. I've seen other people with that wallet. That's a cool wallet. It's, it's fun. It's like good quality and shit. But now I'm like old and I'm like, uh, I don't know how I feel about walking around <laughs> with a wallet that says fuck on it. It's, I guess, like just the, the amount of posters and like merch and wallets and, and stuff that has come out of this film is a testament to how iconic the yeah. images are. Even if I don't think is. It has the most iconic images of all Tarantino films, but that's just me. Um, I'm more of a death-proof kind of person. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was also just like super. Defi- even if it's like totally inspired by the '60s, it's very uh, important to the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> as a movie. Um. I guess the most important movies of 1994 were like this and The Lion King, right? Yeah. Um, Shawshank came out in 94. Um, oh, did it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or 90. I don't know. Shawshank, this, and Forrest Gump were all up against each other in the Oscars. Um, oh. I know. And. Uh, oh, yeah. I, re- I remember that that uh, Oscars drama when I was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Child. barely alive <laughs> as a person i i probably wasn't even born yet me neither <laughs> I, was, I probably completely missed this <laughs> um maybe if it was like i don't know what are the oscars the oscars the oscars are this aren't the oscars tomorrow no, they're next week. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, they're usually February, March around that time. So yeah, I was I was not there. Um, <laughs> if it was ninety four, yeah, I wasn't there either. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a so so yet. yeah. We agreed the most influential things to happen in ninety four was the Lion King, Pulp Fiction, and my birth. <laughs> uh the most uh, important stuff that happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it's funny. I I feel, I've mentioned this before, where I'm like, Disney movies, I don't think of as musicals. But like, The Lion King is also, I don't know, it's a, it's a big one, now that I think about it. It's, it's an Oscar nom, yeah. which is, a, which was, a, for the time, it was like a lot to say that an animated musical was an Oscar nominee. Yeah. Oh. Um, now everything gets it. Not everything, but every Pixar movie gets an Oscar nod. Every Disney movie yeah. gets an Oscar nod. Yeah. Um. I feel like I, I have so many things I want to like bounce around with here, but like, mm-hmm. um, I get. Uh, I want someone else's opinion on this. Um, on what? 
Do you hate the middle portion of this movie? Which part is the would you consider the middle portion? <laughs> uh, um, Bruce Willis's uh, vignette. Um, I don't hate it. Um, what is this like a thing where people hate that part? I don't know. Um, I feel like it gets talked about the least, and like I know it's my least favorite yeah. part. Yeah, I mean, it's not the most memorable part. I guess because, like, up against, like, John Travolta and that that subplot, like, that that is more interesting to look at, even, than Bruce Willis's plot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't... It's not that I hate it. Well, you know what? Like, the part of the Bruce Willis subplot was Christopher Walken. And that's like 10 points for but, me but that's like the best part of it i know and it was the flashback and bruce willis isn't in it but like it's still part of the subplot yeah. and christopher walken tends to like make things better so, not better but something <laughs> <laughs> he makes things things I'm trying and to that's why if, i love him i'm trying to think if there's something bad that uh, I'm sure. Uh, actually, no. Christopher Walken's been in a handful of bad things now that I think about it. He's been in a ton of bad things. Yeah. One can argue that he's a bad actor, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I still love him. <laughs> he might not be a good actor. That's very possible. I don't think we've landed on a decision yet as a people, but he's himself, and I respect that. <laughs> he, he's a good. He's a good comic actor. I think he is. Because like he even is. like. Even though uh, Pulp... I don't even know if Pulp Fiction is a serious movie. But, like... Uh, I guess... It's the, it's a dark comedy that yeah. Tarantino... They call it Tarantinoing, Where, like, you... You just have, like, a bit of dialogue that's kind of about nothing. And it's not that funny, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. There's a lot of that in this. And Walken is good at that. But this is that also kind of the only Tarantino movie that, like, is sort of like that, in my opinion. A little bit. Where, like, everything else I kind of think of as a relatively, like, serious movie. There's always funny things. But, like, something like... Uh, Something like uh, Django, or I guess Death Proof isn't really a serious movie, but... Yeah, they're all sort of dark comedies, kind yeah. of, but, like, it's a, I guess, um, depends like, on how you look at it. Like, Inglorious Bastards, I kind of think of as, like, a very serious, sort of artsy movie that has funny stuff in it. But mm-hmm. it's not a comedy, in my it's, opinion. <laughs> no, I don't think Inglorious Bastards is a comedy, but there are com- comedic things in yeah. it. There are elements of comedy. Yeah. Um, but I think Christopher Walken's scene where he's like, he stored it in his ass. I'm like, that, that's yeah. classic 90s. Top five, easily, uh, Walken performances. <laughs> I think maybe... <laughs> Maybe, like, top three. <laughs> uh, I'll stand by he'll never be as good as he was in the more cowbell sketch. That's fair. Well, like, just his whole thing on SNL was good. My friend once got me a DVD for my birthday of the best of Christopher Walken, and it was, like, the uh, on SNL. Oh. And it was <laughs> like, this so is DVD. <laughs> Wait, uh, there was a DVD for Best of Christopher Walken on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) I know. I thought, like, I thought they only made those for like people in the cast, but like, I guess he's just so special, (laughs) so good. That's so. That's really bizarre. Because like, even like someone like Steve Martin, who I don't think was ever a cast member, but I think he hosted enough. Where? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure maybe a, like a John Goodman DVD exists, but I, who buys DVDs anymore, exactly. you know? Do DVDs still exist? They do. Um, but, oh, funny thing, I realized that um, 
I sorry, this is so unrelated, but like I got my laptop fixed when it was broken, and I had told them that my DVD thing doesn't work, like it doesn't take DVDs, and they were like, okay. And I got it back, and I haven't used it in like the DVD thing. Right. I don't use it because like it's 2018. But I realized I got it fixed months ago. But I realized like a week ago they like sealed it shut. Like there's oh. like <laughs> there's like a wall in it, so nothing can get in. And I don't know if they did that on purpose, <laughs> but the fact that I haven't noticed in the past couple months. I thought you were really going to say that you told them, oh, my, my DVD drive is broken, and they were like, so? Yeah, they <laughs> they said, like, uh, no, they said, uh, do you need it? Like, how much do you need it? And I was like, I don't know, but, like, I want things to work. <laughs> I want to be able to use this hundreds of dollars purchase. <laughs> um, I now, uh, for the past couple of years, I've had a MacBook Air. So I have mm-hmm. no... And that doesn't happen. Yeah. And um, I kind of thought I was going to miss it, but I realized that the only thing I really had used the DVD drive for was uh, putting CDs in my iTunes library. And, like, yeah. now that streaming is a thing, I, I, I don't need that. Now that streaming is a thing, you can get away with sealing someone's DVD <laughs> drive closed. And not have them notice for months. <laughs> you could bring it back I'm and be so like, you, seal, you glued my DVD drive shut. See, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have an excuse because they'll be like, well, you don't use it because you didn't notice. And we fixed it like five months ago. I, I, I don't think they're allowed to do something like that. I don't know. If they, I don't like. I don't. I don't uh, well, uh, I don't think they're just, allowed to tell you. It's just, like, metal now. Like, there's just a metal wall in it. <laughs> like, there's no way to get in there. Did they, like, replace it with, like, a battery, maybe? Because that would be that would be they, worthwhile. What they did was they fixed my keyboard because the two and the three didn't work. <laughs> so, so I got my two and three back, but I lost my DVD player. How did you get away with not having two number keys not work? I googled the word 23, and I copied and pasted it whenever I needed it. That also meant I had to do the same thing with the at symbol and the and the pound <laughs> sign, the hashtag. Oh, man, that's bad. So, I know. My life was really hard at the time. I, I, I've been through some things. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um. I bookmarked the Google search for 23 for several months because, because I didn't want to get my laptop fixed. Um, that's bad. I know. To be, to be fair, I don't think Tarantino would have that issue. No? Because he doesn't believe in technology. Oh, right. 35 and longer. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't, there's so many ways we could go, but I feel like, I feel like we kind of touched on everything from the movie. I think everything that, um, other than, you know, stuff that's already been said so many times. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to throw in? Hot takes? Hot takes? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I... I, we didn't really talk about the dancing scene. I oh, like true. that scene. I it's so too. pointless. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like when I was 17 and first saw this movie, I was like, oh, I want to dance to that at my wedding and have that be my wedding <laughs> dance. Um, dream, dream romance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, it's a good one. I feel like I feel like... Uh, it's just like, such a random, like, weird, tacky scene to throw in there, but I like it a lot. Yeah. Well, it's fun. It's charming. And, like, song's yeah. good, and, like, now all my dance moves come from John Travolta. Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> um, that should have been... That should be the name of the podcast. All my dance moves come from John Travolta. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be our tagline. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's a good scene. 
Yeah. Yeah. She wants to dance like in the <laughs> That's all we can say about that scene. Yeah. It, it's fun. But we brought it, we mentioned it. And so yeah. check that. I, I feel like uh, in, in the Bechdel cast, they actually talked about that scene a lot because mm. uh, there aren't a lot of female characters and the best one is probably Mia. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, she has the most lines. Yeah, and like, they talked about how um, her, like, her whole like, uh, like the way she carries herself in that scene is, uh, like, she's a character where like it kind of inverts uh gender roles a little bit, where uh, it's not Uma Thurman just kind of like being a damsel in distress or like just kind of being a frivolous character where she's like telling uh john travolta uh hey i want to dance this is what we're doing i'm gonna like we're going to the restaurant i want to go to yeah but at the same time he still has to save her life yeah because well that was the other thing um, they were like and then later she's immediately a damsel yeah so I mean, the, I don't. This is definitely of all the Tarantino films. This this one has like not the one that people remember for like uh, empowered female characters because yeah. he did put a few of those in to his later films. Yeah. But uh, not really. I mean, people love Mia Wallace, but like she's not really uh, an iconic. I not to me. Um. Yeah. She she's really popular. <laughs> She is. People yeah. love her because yeah. she's fun. Yeah. <laughs> she dances. It's a good. Uh, I feel like everyone's was Mia Wallace for Halloween this year. Really? Yeah. I thought everyone was Pennywise the clown, or um, uh, that's it, or Georgie from It. Everyone just wanted to be It. <laughs> uh, I I thought we weren't allowed to do clown costumes anymore after the. Uh, what's it called? The clown scare. The clown scare. There's a rumor that that was like a a ploy by the people marketing it to get people pumped for That's it. Not what I thought. But I I I don't. I thought that was true. I don't know. I don't think they would. I don't think it worked if that's true because if anything I think it drove people away from it <laughs> I, I feel like maybe it like started like that and then some people were like oh I'm just gonna do this clown thing because yeah but like you'll have like obnoxious trolls and then other people that are like we're gonna hunt down the clowns where like a lot of them just didn't do anything. They're like, I'm going to wear a clown costume and like walk around on the highway. Because that in itself is scary. They don't need to do anything. Just be a clown. Yeah. No one likes clowns. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should disconnect. <laughs> but I read a really good, like, creepypasta about clowns. Um, <laughs> creepypasta. I love creepypasta. So I remember creepypasta. Yeah.